Hi, my name is Isabella Johnston, and I am called the Intern Whisperer. Our show is brought to you by Employers for Change, and today's tip of the week is about the horn effect. It's an interesting name for sure. So this is the tendency that people have to view another person negatively after learning something unpleasant or negative about them, kind of like think devil horns. It is the direct opposite of the halo effect, which is where the horn can affect and cause hiring teams to weed out candidates based on a trait that is averse to the team's preferences. This could be something as trivial as the candidate working with a company you personally dislike or the candidate displaying a particular quirk or mannerism during the interview. Such traits may alter your perception of the candidate entirely, even though it's a small factor that may not even be relevant. So how can you avoid the horn effect? If you have a negative feeling about a candidate, take the time to figure out exactly where that gut feeling is coming from. It may be something superficial or insignificant that shouldn't affect their chance at this role. You may also want to check with the rest of the interviewing team to understand the root of their opinions and preferences about a candidate. And so as always, we acknowledge Built In as the provider of these great tips of the week. And we welcome you to the Intern Whisper. Our show is all about the future of work and innovation. Today's guests are Michelle Sanabria. She is the founder and owner of SMS Events and Design. And Kaylee Hoyne, who is the operations manager with SMS. And one of the things that I noticed about them when they came in, one of my favorite movies is, honestly, you know, Reese Witherspoon, where it's illegally blonde. Because they've got the pink thing going on. And I love it. So... That's the brand. They're going to tell us all about it. But welcome to the show, ladies. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. We're so excited. Very nice. So let's talk about five words that would describe you. I'm going to go to Michelle first. And I threw you for a loop because I asked for three, but you know, you <laughs> rallied and there's no shame in uh, sharing that on the show. So don't worry. No okay. problem. So you, one of the first words you said was optimistic. Why? I am definitely a glass half full kind of person. Any problem, I typically tend to go for the solution first rather than the, oh no, we're in danger, we're going to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I consider myself a very optimistic. Okay, so why driven? Driven, I don't stop. I see an idea, I don't talk about ideas, I pursue them. So I am very driven in that sense. I like I the word pursue. Mm -hmm. That's very intentional. That's not just accidental. It's mm -hmm. like, you're really going after it, yeah. you know, full on commitment. So when you say it, I believe you too. <laughs> what about quirky? Quirky. I am a weirdo. I like weird <laughs> things. I like weird people. I'm just a very natural, whatever you see, that's what you get kind of person. And sometimes it's a uh, weird yeah. You know, what's really great about all of that is that being quirky, it's like being nerdy, right? Mm -hmm. And it used to not be cool. And it's one of the coolest things that we can have. If it's your true self, it's the coolest thing you can be. Yeah. Okay. So see, it's all good. Structured. Why structured? So I love checklists. I love to highlight that checklist off. I, I plan out most of my professional life to a T. So I, I definitely am very structured. Gotcha. I am too. I love structure. I love it. And then your last one that you gave was spontaneity. So you have structure, you have spontaneity. What's going on with that? I know there goes the quirky. I'm very hard to understand sometimes too, but 
professionally, I have my three, five, 10 year goals on my personal life. I do not like to plan. I don't plan dinners. It's very spontaneous. Let's flip a coin. Are we going out to eat, staying in? So I have a little bit of that complete opposite work and life persona. It sounds like it's a really good balance because <laughs> when you have to have, you're in the hospitality Correct. You know, industry and everything has to be there is no room for error. It has right. to be, you know, every it's second. Yeah. So at home, <laughs> I don't want to plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, somebody told me something. We're going to come over to you next, Kaylee. But I think that you guys might, <laughs> would resonate with you. Yesterday, I was in a meeting and they said that the reason why that the Apple founder, what's his name? Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs yeah. yeah, he always wore black is because it was, it was always a, very fatiguing to have to decide what he was going to wear. Mm -hmm. And I think that must be why these people that are super brilliant minds, it's like, well, they're always wearing the gray t-shirt. What's that? You know, yeah. Facebook, right. <laughs> or why are they always wearing black? And I do the same thing. I go, it's just easy. It's just like, I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that you have these brand colors because, you know, they're happy. They're super happy colors. And then it's also something that, you know, you put it on, it makes you feel better. I'm pretty sure, but you know, you don't have to think about it. Right. Absolutely. You yeah. know, pink closet that we just pick off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Color is not the issue anymore, right? Nope. So Kaylee, what about you? What are your words? I had it down as ambitious. So why ambitious? I am a type of person where I like to do everything all at once, as many places and things as possible. I like to do it all. Mm -hmm. I don't like to just have one job. I like to have four <laughs> mm -hmm. and just spread myself all around because I just feel like I get a lot out of like the chaotic like the chaotic like ability to be able to be like oh I want to go do this oh now I need to do this okay let's do this so mm -hmm. just bouncing around mm. and then you also had mentioned that passionate yes. I've seen that like when you I just met you but when you <laughs> yeah. came in the room you're like you know this little bubble of light and joy <laughs> and all of that but I can yeah. tell that you really feel things definitely I am like a passionate person both professionally because I put so much of myself into my work and I feel like my couples feel that I feel like that's why I like really have great connections with my couples when things don't go exactly according to plan I I internalize it very harshly mm -hmm. and I'm like I feel guilty almost that oh, I didn't yeah. let things go completely right and then like at home same thing like I just there's nothing that I don't do that's like I don't feel everything almost mm. <laughs> Oh, I can relate I, you're, I can relate to both of you guys really really well energetic I do not stop. I'm like the energizer bunny, mm -hmm. like event days. There are sometimes, you know, 10, 12 hour days and I will get to the end of the event and like, be like, I'll stop and realize I haven't eaten anything. I haven't drank any water. No. I haven't gone to the bathroom. Like I have like literally not stopped all day, but like when I'm in like that, like work mode, I don't like, it doesn't phase me at all. Like, I'm just like, okay, yep. Got to do this. Okay. Now I'm going to go do this. And I just bounce around until I get to the end of the day. I'm like, oh man, I haven't taken care of myself yeah. at all. <laughs> Headache. Yeah. yeah. Right. Need to drink water. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> so you also had mentioned processes that your mm -hmm. operations manager, that's got to be like your Bible for you. Absolutely. I feel like such a big part of SMS and especially something that Michelle and I have developed together has been the processes of the business. And it's been such a fun, like it is like, it like gets me like all fueled up. I'm like, yes, we're about to do mm -hmm. process improvement. Process maps. Yes. Process mm -hmm. map. Really? Process improvement is like our bread and butter. Like it's just, it's something that it makes me feel good knowing that there's a solution to every problem. What is a process map? This is intriguing. I love processes. We love process maps. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so in my background is in project management. So essentially you take a problem and you go from its 
existence like it's beginning yeah. from its beginning to the very end and you process every possible obstacle every possible so it's like a decision tree maybe something like that yeah, yeah. if this yeah. happens what do we do with this yes. exactly and then once the process map is done it it becomes your sop mm. uh, your standard operating procedure it becomes okay this is how you handle this particular situation yeah so we do them a lot I love that. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> mm -hmm. Bubbly. I mentioned this about you already, but let's go ahead and go yes. with this word. Why bubbly? Oh, bubbly. I feel like I just like, I don't know. I feel like I'm always like in like that very like happy, just good, feel good mood. And I like to put other people in a feel good mood. So I like to think of myself as a funny person. <laughs> so I feel like with my bubbliness, like I like to make people laugh and feel good and stuff. So I feel like I kind of exude that to other people too. Mm, so. I'm sure you do. <laughs> so your educational background, we'll bounce over here to you and we'll start with you. You know, where did you go to school? How did you end up to where you are now? How did you meet each other? All of that good stuff. Well, I went to school over at UCF. I got my bachelor's in event management. Mm -hmm. And I had started working in the event industry about a couple of months prior to graduating, which was in 2020, oddly enough. So did you go to Rosen? I did. Okay. Yeah. So an excellent program. Absolutely. I learned so much from going to school and everything that I've learned from school has been excelled upon at this job, which has been awesome. But when I first started working in the event industry, I was obviously, it was kind of post COVID. It was weird times, mm -hmm. you know, that we had super weird restrictions in place. So I worked in a couple different industries. I did, you know, venues. I worked as, I actually was a bridal stylist for a little bit. Wow. So I did lots of different things, but I always knew I wanted to be an event coordinator was like, I knew that from the time I was in high school that I, that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I got an opportunity, got an interview with Michelle and literally we've been attached to the hip since. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you find that? Was it posted at school? How did you get there? There. I actually just found like a job posting on Indeed. It was just like a random posting. I applied to anything that was event related because mm -hmm. at that point I was about eight months in really getting my feet wet in the event industry, but I wanted more. And it was actually a completely different position. I was doing like sales and marketing. So very different, but I started there and just kind of found my way to Michelle. And then we were working together literally every single day for the last two and a half years. So. Mm -hmm. That's a nice story. <laughs> How about you, Michelle? Where'd you go to school? So I have a little bit of a different story i actually mm -hmm. came here at this campus <laughs> valencia east <laughs> so for our listeners so it was kind of nostalgic to come back it was kind of cool but i started my journey to business school in valencia mm -hmm. and then i soon stopped coming yeah. to school <laughs> right out of high school i had a job opening franchises for a local coffee shop wow so i opened about three or four of their franchises i mean i'm just kind of figuring it out i just kind of out of high school i've got my checklist i'm just figuring things out Realize I kind of have a knack for this. organizing. Yes. And then soon after I started a company for consulting. So small business consulting, again, figuring it out on my own. Just, yeah, I opened a franchise. I can teach people how to open yeah. businesses <laughs> as a little 19 year old thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I started that and really realized this is something I love. I love business and I love structure. So how do I put those two things together? Mm -hmm. I did have a little bit of success with the business consulting. I helped open two locations and then I kind of got adopted into the Advent Health family where I was there for 13 years. So it's They're been, very service oriented. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I still believe Lou. It's, it's yeah. my home. <laughs> so that's where I really polished a lot of my professional skills. I mean, 13 years, I learned a couple of things. Yeah. Uh, I kind of moved up within the organization to then become a project manager, kind of handling more 
uh, system implementations, new locations as a project manager. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was doing that job, one of our current business partners offered me the chance to be to do a wedding. They're like, hey, would you like to do help me with a wedding? Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone's dream. They saw the J-Lo movie way yes. back in the day. And they're like, oh, my God, yes, I want to be J-Lo with the earpiece and like do a wedding. So yeah. I said yes. Not knowing. I've never done a wedding. I don't know what I'm doing again, just mm-hmm. kind of figuring things out. Needless to say, the person introduced me to the client as the number one wedding planner in Orlando. Oh, wow. High praise. No pressure. I yeah. don't know what I, I work <laughs> at a hospital. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, I took that very seriously because that's a lot of pressure, but I don't give up. Right. So I'm like, right. okay, I'm the number one. What does the number one do? So Google was amazing at the time. I Googled mm-hmm. every checklist you could possibly think of. Needless to say, I killed the wedding. It was great. Good. It was a very good wedding. I'm still friends with the couple to this day. That was five years ago. And that's where it just clicked. I was like, I, I have to do this. This is a passion. I love what I'm doing. It's a business. It's structure. It's fun. It's got everything that I would want to do. And then First year in, we did 60 weddings and now we're averaging. That's a lot. Yeah. Wow. And now we're averaging about two, over 200 weddings. A, a year. year? Or mm-hmm. events, I should say, not just weddings. Okay. That's a lot though. You know, when you think about 200, there's 365 days <laughs> in a year. That's a lot. That's a third of the year yeah. already there. Absolutely. That doesn't sound like there's any downtime. The summertime. <laughs> None of many people get married or celebrate in summer, I feel like. So we get that's our little vacation time. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm no longer married, but I got married in June. So to me, I'm going, that's pretty summer like. Yeah. No, not in Florida. Not, not in the hot. middle of Florida, anyways. Maybe on the beaches or something, but in the middle of Florida, it's just hot. It's yeah. not fun. <laughs> no, it was in Florida. But obviously I'm not married. And it wasn't because of the wedding, though. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't choose well. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I think that the wedding industry would be such it seems like it's always happy, but is there a bridezilla? You don't have to explain who it was or anything, but I'm sure there are at times some people that are stressful to work with, but it's got to be way more joy. So again, going back to that optimistic trait of mine, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I just know how to manage people well. High empathy. We don't get, for our numbers, for our volumes, we're actually about to reach our 500th wedding oh, wow. in next week, mm-hmm. October. Ah, I don't want to put the date out, but it's coming. It's coming soon. For the amount of weddings, I would say we've probably had maybe 1%. So five that are like, mm. whoa, you're very stressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. It's not- <laughs> yeah. Right. And then we get some momzillas mostly. I would oh, say yeah. we get more momzillas than bridezillas. Mm-hmm. They're just, they want it to be perfect. They're For like, their, their child. And exactly. You, yeah. Usually if you have a momzilla, the bride is the most relaxed person in the world. She could care less. She's just having a blast. Mm-hmm. If you get... A bridezilla, the family is just the most loving people. It's very weird. <laughs> they balance each other. They do. Yeah, that that's good. That is super, super good. Okay, so other than weddings, what else have you guys done as SMS? Done a lot of different things. We've done political events, Halloween really? parties. We've done corporate Ooh, events. Do you have one this 
Halloween's right around the corner. We did one last year that was a really big event. It was a house party, but it was like we did like a haunted maze and it was really a really, really cool event. That's a big house. It, it has was to a be a big house. <laughs> yeah. To be able yeah. to do something for a house. Definitely. Those are they're they're very intricate. They require a lot of detail, a lot of attention, a lot of vendors. This year we took a little break. I knew I was gonna be out of town and I didn't want to leave the team high stranded. High, high stranded. <laughs> High and, and dry. High and dry. High and dry. Yeah. But they're they're a lot of fun. It gets you out of your comfort zone of like the beautiful. Now it's like the spooky. Like how spooky can you make things? How mm -hmm. creative can you get with the property that you're working with? Yeah. Watch a lot of horror movies during the time. That would have to be a really good idea, right? Yeah, it has to absolutely. be. Inspiration for sure. Huh. What is one of the most interesting things that you've done halloween sounds like a lot of fun but the political campaigns i mean that's pretty pretty structured too i without definitely. giving away any specific guest or anything yeah. I, i'm not sure if you can it's definitely a different just the way you approach it is a lot yeah. different because you always have to look at who's your goal who's your audience what are the expectations from the client so one of the things uh, for sms we that I want to convey, we are not planners. So that's very important to know about our company. We are day of coordinators. So we're more on that last stretch. You've planned everything. You hand us the binder and you said, guys, I need it to happen exactly like this. That's where we thrive. Mm. But we don't plan the entire event from beginning to end. Oh, wow. We kind of come in at the end as a superheroes of like, okay, you can take a step back and enjoy. <laughs> so does this. somebody come in with like their book and say, Absolutely. this is how I want it to be? Yeah. Do, really? Because I thought there was always a planner. I didn't know that there was an option to just say, no, here, yes. do this. Yeah. So we, there is a planner where you're heavily involved. The person maybe is like, hey, I want to plan I have a campaign coming. Let's go with that. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't want to do anything. So that planner would book the venue, get the vendors. They would be hands-on. So they get the all of that together. Exactly. It is a pretty penny to do that. Cause of course you are, it's hours and hours of work. Yeah. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. We come in once everything is planned, we collect everything. We communicate it to the proper parties. And then we're there on event day to make sure if you wanted purple napkins that were seven by seven, you're going to get purple napkins. Like we make sure everything comes to fruition. Yeah. As dreamed. <laughs> yeah. That is super, super good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what does that future look like for SMS as you're going into next year? You said 500 this year. I can't even imagine, like, do you try to double like that? Because that means you're going outside of just central Florida. You're beginning for to sure. expand. Honestly, I feel like we are very big dreamers. Like we have like our vision board in the office of like, okay, what does next year look like? What does five years from now look like? What does 10 years from now look mm -hmm. like? And it is very big. It scares us, which we like to, we like to dream in the way that like we want to be. Like mm -hmm. we like to be like, okay, we are going to be on a Netflix show. We are going to be the biggest coordinators in Florida. We are going mm -hmm. to be all across the world at some point. So mm -hmm. it's definitely something that we, we have a very clear vision of what we want to do with mm -hmm. the business. And I'm very excited to see where it goes because there is no limit. That's the scary thing. Mm -hmm. Optimistic meets ambitious is very scary. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a really good uh, math equation right there that you gave us too. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to, hmm, I usually take a lot of notes. I'm going to put that just right now into the show notes because that would be part of how I would describe your show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
aside from anything in that realm, do you see yourself expanding outside of political? I'm pretty sure you've done anniversaries. I'm pretty sure you've done like, I don't know, you mentioned nonprofits, yeah. you know, I think one thing that is on our, actually our vision board and goals for the next couple of years is we have not had a lot of exposure to kind of the, the corporate world. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of corporate events that happen. Yeah. We've had a, a few small scale corporate events, but I think that's something I'm definitely interested in learning a little bit more. I don't know how much I'd want to get into this, but the expo world is also very big, like conventions and things like that, where they do have a team. Um, I think one of the things that makes us so valuable to anyone hosting any type of event is you can plan. You can save all of your budget money by planning. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you've invested this much time. Do you want to work the event? No. <laughs> no. You just spent six months right. planning and, and having meetings about the meetings, about the budget. Just hand it over. Let us take care of it. Your budget's not going to be impacted. We're very affordable. Right. And enjoy the party that you've been planning. Mm -hmm. That's the key. That's in a nutshell is like, do you want to enjoy your party or not? Yeah. <laughs> I, one time I had, I was doing an event. I've done a lot of events. And I had an intern that was with me and she said, okay, I'm going to take care of everything. You don't need to worry about it. She was so organized, describing exactly like mm -hmm. what you guys are telling me. And I went, this is great. It was nice to have a handler because she said, okay, go get her right yeah. now and, <laughs> and bring her in. And I'm going, this is wonderful. I didn't, I really didn't worry at all. So your yeah. recommendations, if you don't have enough out there, I hope that you get like way more, I hope it doubles, you know, more than what you can ever imagine, oh, because you. that would just be amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Those Google reviews spike yeah. you up higher. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do have some friends in some of those places that you're asking for. So I just came from the Meta Center event and they do hire outside mm -hmm. and it was over there in Dr. Phillips. And it was the, I did not go to the post event, which was Thursday night and it was lost frequencies. Don't know if you know this artist, but they brought this person in and it did, they shut down wall street. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they had this other DJ. It was kind of like a really, really big deal. I'm going to make sure I introduce you to some of those people be awesome. because it sounds like it aligns with those goals. So big audacious goals oh, Absolutely. Yeah. equals dollars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We'll add that one to it. Okay. So Kaylee, what is the hardest lesson that you learned that changed your life? I think in terms of like overall, like the biggest lesson I've learned is how to be good at communication. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people just put on the resume, like, oh, like a great communicator mm -hmm. and stuff. And especially like me, like a little peon coming out of school, I was like, oh, I'm the best communicator. I was awful. Like I, there was no like telling how much I was about to learn when I got into this position, when it came to how vital communication is, not only just to like talk to clients, but talking to, you know, vendors and venues and all these people that we work with and just being like very good at, you know, continuing to like keep everybody in the loop mm -hmm. i feel like everyone kind of thinks that they're good at communicating but oh they do but communication is such a like valid skill that i feel like is like you need to have nowadays too. yeah i don't feel like we have it as much and like even like i remember when i first started working for michelle like one thing i'd be like she'd be like oh did you do this i'm like yeah oh yeah it's done 
okay, did you follow up? Oh, no, I didn't follow up. Okay, mm -hmm. follow up. And then a couple weeks later, hey, did you follow up with them? Yeah, I followed up. They never answered back. Okay, follow up again. Yeah. And it was just like that little like repetition. I was like, okay, like I feel like I'm bothering them, but all right. <laughs> but it's just like that, you know, it's just like keeping up with people, you know, making sure you're checking in on people. Because honestly, something that we find too with weddings, we have people that just sometimes don't answer us. Because, you know, I mean, if you're you know, have a full-time job and you're in the weeks leading to your wedding. Exactly. You're not going to answer us. So I feel like, you know, just like having that, like, you know, consistency of like, you know, coming, like following up with people, making sure, you know, you're communicating, you know, the same idea to everybody, making mm -hmm. sure like today I had to send an email to the client and the person, the vendor that they're working with just to make sure that they both communicated with each other. I so. totally understand what you're saying. I always copy myself on emails. People think that they're all these Totally agree with you. They think that they're awesome communicators and nobody is because it's the who, what, why, where, when, how. Exactly. You have to include all of that. Well, I went to the store to go and buy this and I saw them over there and I went, okay, who's them? What store? What did you go get? You know, how long what did it take? It? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what, where's the rest of the story? That mm -hmm. just wasn't enough communication. Right. And communication, I know you're going to hit this too, Michelle, I'm sure of it, is it's definitely auditory, right? You Absolutely. know, we know that we have to listen. It's verbal. It is... It, it is truly written, you know, documenting things, but it's also visual because that's where you read the body language, right? Mm -hmm. Of somebody. Oh yeah. So communication, people think they are. And I go, they, they'll tell me they're a five. And especially when I work with a, a lot of people that are, you know, in school, they think they're a great communicator. I said, what do you know about my company? I don't know anything. I said, <laughs> right. Then I, I don't think that you're going to be strong in research or communication or, right. or, you know, like, any of these things, because how are we having a conversation, right? Yeah, so definitely. what do you think, Michelle? What is your, you know, hardest lesson? Oh, I'm going to throw this one at you. Chime in on <laughs> <laughs> I think the hardest lesson that I've had to learn, and it stinks because I learned it now. So uh, is that cliche where it's like, I wish I knew this as a little 19 year old yeah. opening up consulting business. I was thinking about <laughs> And the biggest lesson is just to, there's no reason to fear things. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot no. of things we don't do because of fear. And I've lost a lot of opportunities or maybe my, where I could have been with SMS today, had I not like, oh, I don't want to, I, even this is, I, I'm speaking on a microphone. I would have never in a million mm -hmm. years. So if I would have just taken that fear out, mm -hmm. coming out of, you know, college or high school, where would I have been? You know, that's My, a tough lesson. <laughs> it is, it is. And the previous two guests have said the same thing. And what we came up with both times, and it was them and just the conversation is, why is it that a four-year-old, a five-year-old, mm -hmm. they don't care. They just go, <laughs> tell you let's just want. do it, you know, and there's no fear in them. No fear. Right. But yet as we get older, we've learned more, but for some reason we become more afraid of saying, oh, I don't know that, or, you know, mm -hmm. Just, just say it. It's very liberating, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And even to circle back with communication, something that's really gotten me to the point where, I mean, I do, I'm very bold. I will yeah. be the one that's like, but you literally just said the complete opposite. Yeah. Like, did you not mean that? Or yeah. <laughs> I think knowing that most people are more afraid than you are. Oh yeah. So in an uncomfortable situation, yeah. someone is just wanting someone to do it. So once somebody does, it's like, okay, thank goodness. We all were very confused. We didn't know what they were saying, but nobody speaks up nowadays. It's no. almost like there's a cultural, like, 
like don't say anything I don't I don't know it's 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 about to me I think it's more about accountability because if they say they're going to do it then that means that there has to be a follow-through that it means that if it gets messed up then it's Mm -hmm. on them but you know what when something is wrong being able to go in there and say, Hey, you know, let me go and try and fix it. Right. You know, if you just say that's when it's good to use the word try is like, okay, then you get to claim you fixed it. Right. Sure. And it's, a, it's not assuming people know what you mean. Yeah. It's like, I think that's where we come a lot with our, in, in the work is we sent out an email assuming they understood it or assuming no, they read they don't. it or assuming we, they knew exactly what it is that you expected when if you wrote it out in the beginning, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Here's mm-hmm. the ideas. What are your thoughts? I need three thoughts by tomorrow. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Like you've put the ball completely on their court. Mm-hmm. Effectively, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we, I've learned to write like five-year-olds mm-hmm. because when you use simple words, it it actually transcends a lot of language issues. So whether it's, a you know, they speak multiple languages mm-hmm. or just a second language, if they're actually scanning and skimming, then simple words are easily digested and they can mm-hmm. be understood. And then there's this other place where, you know, you don't know if the definitions are the same right. for a word. So if I use, mm-hmm. I don't know, let's pick any word like a premium. What does premium mean? It'll have a different definition to you than it does for me. Right. Right. So, you know, we have to put those parameters of a definition around it. So it's we're all on the same page. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So most grateful for who wants to take this one? Michelle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take this one. It's going to be very cheesy, but I'm super grateful. I have a couple things to be mm-hmm. very grateful for. One, I have a really good family support system. Mm-hmm. Like we are all, I'm a positive person, but then when I'm feeling down, I got another one that's like, Hey, don't worry. It's not that big of a deal. You're going to mm-hmm. be fine. <laughs> So I'm very grateful for my internal bubble, but then I'm also very grateful for like this business and the work family that we've created. Mm-hmm. It's I understand that that is not a common culture. Mm-hmm. So in businesses or in, in any job, you have drama and you just have yeah. like unnecessary issues that get kind of weeded into the, into the work life. And we don't really experience that m- that much Mm -hmm. so every day I'm like guys you realize how lucky we are like we actually enjoy each other's company we take vacations together Mm -hmm. (laughs) every year our team goes on a vacation together we care for our families and I know that that is not common that is not so I try to like remind myself that that's very special and then with the business I pinch myself every day you're so in the weeds Mm -hmm. sometimes like we're very busy we're constantly doing emails we're constantly talking to clients and it's almost easy to forget where you are, how far you've come. Mm-hmm. So it's very humbling to look back and be like, oh my gosh, we're actually like, we're legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this isn't just a little coordinating thing. Like we're doing something bigger than what we had dreamed of. So that's very, it's very humbling. So I'm very yeah. grateful. Yeah. I like that you identified that because many times when I drive around, I sit here and I'll see a a little tiny, like a hot dog stand, right? I go, somebody started their business like that. And then they became Chick-fil-A or whatever, right? right? They don't have hot dogs, but you know, (laughs) you get the idea, right? You know, somebody starts like a little tiny nail salon Mm -hmm. store, you know, and it's just like a chair, but then they become a chain. 
Yeah, so absolutely. It's, it's inspiring. I'm going to, I won't do want to pull somebody in here. So the most grateful is how I met you is through Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we need to give Bruce a little shout out here <laughs> too. Yeah. Because yes. you guys are, you formed this little empire, mm -hmm. you know, with the decor side and then you guys, and then I'm pretty sure there's somebody that's a food person out there. And then there's <laughs> Bruce Yeah, and he has his little Charlie's angels thing going on all around him. Yeah. So we do, we talk, but he's, he's our mafia boss. Like we talk yeah. about him all the time in the office. We always refer to him as like, okay, he's what, the godfather. Be proud of us for doing this. Cause yeah. he definitely, I mean, we credit him all the time. Yeah. Like I wanted to make sure we did that. Yes, yeah. He, I mean, he, he'll, he's going to hate this. I know he will. He does not like the spotlight, but he does not. He has a black picture on Facebook <laughs> just because he has to have a Facebook yes, account. Yeah. No, but he truly is like the fuel behind yeah. a lot of our success. And we don't forget that ever. Like he's the one that was like, oh yeah, the number one planner in Orlando. Yeah. I read I that article. Yeah, I saw it. He wrote it. <laughs> so he pushes us constantly to be better. He pushes us to get out there. Like, okay guys, what's next? He holds us accountable. If we, mm -hmm. We're scared to give him our goals because we know he's going to come back in a month and be like, okay, where, where did you go? Where, where yeah. are your goals at? What's going yeah. on? So he definitely is a big driving force in yeah. our success. We well, appreciate him. Yeah, I'm glad that he got his little endorsement. And we yes. we put him in there. We didn't throw him under the bus. We actually put him on the top there. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very nice. So who in your life has had the biggest impact? Oh, boy. I have a couple different people I could really credit for this because I feel like in a professional sense, in a personal sense, they're different, mm -hmm. but they also correlate with each other. So like professionally, I think Michelle has probably been the most influential person mm -hmm. to me as a professional, but everything that she's taught me professionally has bled into my personal life. Mm. So just like, again, communicating, like just, you know, being able to, you know, be bold enough just to like stand up for yourself. Like when I first met her, I was like the shyest, like little person. I don't believe that. It's crazy to think, but I really was, I was like very, like, just like, I had like a little shell on the outside, like if someone like, you know, made me feel bad, like I would just internalize it. I wouldn't say anything to them. Nowadays, I'm bold enough to be like, do you think that that's okay? And mm -hmm. I, you know, kind of like turn it back on them and they'll be like, oh, whoa. And yeah. it's just one of those things. Like people don't, you know, do that nowadays. So mm -hmm. I've definitely grown such a confidence just like on my, like in my professional life from all of the things that she's taught me. And then that's also turned me into like my personal life. And like my boyfriend, Billy has been such a good, like enacting force ever since because Michelle's gotten to meet him and like, he's kind of in a very similar position that I am in his company. So we just like, look at it. Like we're two like little mm -hmm. like bosses and we're like, we're going to do this thing. Like, and he motivates me to be able to, you know, see the future and like what we're, you know, what life's going to look like. And we both fuel each other. And like, we're going to be in these businesses. We're going to be doing this together mm -hmm. and we're going to be badasses. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. I love it. And I really think that women, we need to be supporting each other way more than sometimes what happens. Yeah. So I love the, the chemistry that's going on here and the, the mentoring and it goes both ways i can see that it's happening that way too yeah, she's so, my work wife yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> that's a compliment yeah. too <laughs> yeah so what would you want to be remembered for michelle Ooh, that's a good one i think personally like my mm -hmm. circle i would want to be remembered as that thoughtful person i'm mm -hmm. the person that remembers your dog's birthday or like 
You just moved into an apartment. It's right. a basket for me. Like I love that. My love language is gift giving. So I'm yeah. constantly making people feel good mm-hmm. in some capacity. So I'd love to be remembered. It's like, oh, she made me feel something. There was a feeling there. There was yeah. a feeling. Yeah. yeah. And then professionally, I would love my team or whoever came through the SMS company, anybody, even in my past um, career, I would want wherever you are in your success journey for me to have made an impact, whether it was, cause I'm very at work at home. I'm a goofball. I am like, there's no care in the world. Just go with the flow at work. Watch out. Yeah. (laughs) There's structure (laughs) and I hold people accountable hard. Yeah. So I am a little bit more of a scary person at work. But I would love for my a fear team. of God is a good thing, <laughs> honestly. You know, yeah. healthy fear is good. Yeah. Yeah. I call that healthy fear. Yeah. I would want my team in the future, 10 years, 15 years from now, to be like, man, she made me a better communicator. Yeah. She made me a better writer. Like yeah. I can effectively write an email because of what how hard she was. She wouldn't accept my email. So I had to yeah. keep writing them seven times. <laughs> I don't know. She made me brave. She made me confident. Like I would want to be remembered as somebody who made an impact on your future success mm-hmm. somehow, mm-hmm. whether it was because you were scared or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly good. Success Truly. is success no matter what. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to take a moment to acknowledge our sponsor, Cat5 Studios, and we will be right back. The Intern Whisperer is brought to you by Cat5 Studios, who help you create games and videos for your training and marketing needs that are out of this world. Visit Cat5 Studios for more information to learn how Cat5 Studios can help your business. Thank you, Cat5 Studios. Now, in the second half of our show, we talk about future jobs and industries in 2030. Now, I don't know if it could happen this soon, but I have a huge fear for people in the food and event and hospitality. I mean, the word hospitality is supposed to be about people, Mm -hmm. right? So I have a lot of concerns about that. What do you think 2030, not so far away, right? Because, you know, that's basically, we think it's seven years, but- this year doesn't count or next year we could take that one out. We, <laughs> we could believe. take 2030 out. And then it's like, okay, it's just five yeah. years, you know? So what, what does that look like? Oh gosh, that is a, it's very, an opinion question. So there's no right or wrong. Scary, And also it's a fun one. Cause you get to kind of think outside the box. Cause who would have thought back in the day, the Jetsons, that's a real thing now. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of that is flying crazy. cars yeah, are real. Yeah. They're coming. Yeah. I think our industry will definitely be impacted. Just think of, let's take one vendor at a time, but like photography Mm -hmm. right now, a lot of the bulk of a photographer's work is obviously the day of, but then it's mostly editing. It's editor. So it's all the editing, making sure those pictures are looking, you know, money shots, but now you have all these presets. So Mm -hmm. at what point does the preset take over to where you just, okay. So explain what a preset is. I am not a photographer or social media. I don't even take selfies, but (laughs) it's a a preset. Like you pick a style that you want your photos to look like. Maybe you want them to be light and airy, maybe high contrast, maybe comical. Got it. And so AI has built in these presets that you click a button and all of your photos have the same aesthetic, the same vibe, the same everything. Mm -hmm. So whereas before they would have to manually go in and manipulate photos to make yeah. them look like their style videographer similar now you can just clip a, a tag to your pants and it, the the drone follows you everywhere so why wow. would i pay for a videographer in the future if mm-hmm. they're more affordable drones are just easily accessible yeah so i think there's a lot of 
categories that will heavily be impacted by robots. Um, <laughs> Somewhat, right? Because yeah. we know we can do a lot with our phones. Yeah. Just, you know, our phones. Everybody, we have like multiple cameras. We can shoot videos. We can make movies with them. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean that you know how to use it. So right. there's those people that, you know, we have these tools, but it doesn't mean they know how to use it well. Well, I mean, I know we're talking 2030, but in 2023, my last two clients that I met with, they opted to not go with a videographer. They paid for an app. So mm. everyone mistake took photos on their phone, they get downloaded to an album. So, I mean, people are looking into that as a way to still get photos. They get a preset, they're going to look beautiful, but mm -hmm. it wasn't a person. So I think there's a lot of opportunity, which is beautiful. I think AI is a beautiful thing, but I also worry that it's convenience driven. So at what cost does that which I guess is yep. another question we're going to go to later. But. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, there's, and we can bring that up. It doesn't matter. We don't have to wait for that particular question because my concern is always about like what happens to the people, right? You know, I don't know if you ever remember the movie Wally. -E. Absolutely. Okay. So Wally, -E, they're all like little dumplings. They just sit in a chair and, you know, like oh, that's yeah. it. And then there's the, the robot there. Uh, you know, they've, they've got a lot of movies. You can pick Terminator. You can watch black. I don't know if you guys watch black mirror, but Love no, it. it's, it's um, very dark. It, it is, but it's so true. If you're open, if you have an open mind and you really internalize it, it's very deep. Yeah. It's also a cautionary tale. I like, yes. you know, put, put some rails around this, you know, so that we're right. engaged. Right. We're not just on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's, there's so much that is there. One of the things that we were talking about as we, you mentioned robots, I've, I have a fear that that means that internationals, people that are, you know, just straight in high school that, you know, these types of jobs can usually be the first job they get when Absolutely. they're in at a food restaurant or right. they're serving, right? They're doing something that's related to call it hospitality and food. That means there's going to be some people that can't have jobs. Right. So there's people that are doctors that are driving Uber and Lyft that came to this country. You know, right. What, what right. happens to these people? Where do okay. they go? Mm -hmm. Those are my questions. I don't know if Definitely. we have answers for them, but you know, it's something that I think that we need to um, discuss for sure. Just because we can doesn't mean we should. Right. Absolutely. And for, for, in my opinion, I mm -hmm. just feel like it comes at such a high social cost. Yeah. I like this concept. Yeah. Meaning. So technology is essentially created for convenience, efficiency, and there's one more thing. Confe um, like it's, Timing. So, right. Yeah. Time. People don't have time. So they build things to take care of that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, let's take the calculator. Mm -hmm. Once that thing came out, if I had to do long division, right remember now, the abacus? A minute, I would just need <laughs> yeah. a minute and a quiet room with a pencil and pen. Yeah. And it would take me like a little moment to kind of, okay, how do I do this? Why am I doing this? I have a calculator. Yeah. So take that and scale it to okay, now we're talking like industries, like a tech in a mm -hmm. hospital that relies on the computer. And all of a sudden they take that away. I don't know. There's, mm -hmm. a, there's a technical war, AI war. <laughs> yeah. And now we don't have computers. Hello. They're waving. Tour going on. 
at <laughs> what point are we able to sustain ourselves socially without these technology mm-hmm. to help us? I feel like we couldn't. We we're so reliant on a lot of these things that take them away and it's a scary world of little yeah. zombies because we don't know what to do we're like oh my gosh what do i do yeah Where's my phone how do i get to my house because i can't remember no how to get it. yeah so that's my biggest thing like socially at what cost is all of this advancement yeah going? yeah i i hear that i hear it so we we threw some robots in there. You know, I know that robots is is something that's uh, in Osceola County. There's a restaurant that uses robots to bring their food, mm-hmm. you know, to their customers. There's a McDonald's that has no humans in it, and I can't imagine going there. And I cannot imagine having some type of AI. I mean, it's possible that could replace, you know, like what you guys do, but how could it make sure that everything is, is exactly right. You know, moving at the space and it's anticipating those decisions that you were mentioning. Yeah. I do know. Oh, no, you had a thought back to you, Kaylee. <laughs> I was going to say for, I know that for like our industry, like a particular, like the wedding industry, event industry, this is a very people driven industry. Yeah. So I think for like, at least our position. And I even think that even for like photographers, videographers, like we have so many clients that are like, well, who are we going to be working with? Is it going to mm-hmm. be you? Oh, is it going to be one of your team members? Can I talk to them? So I feel like this is still such a people driven industry to where mm-hmm. people want to work with people. Yes. Especially for their big day. Cause like, you don't want to be able to afford, you know, any errors or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I think with like AI, especially with it being in such like the beginning stages right now, mm-hmm. it's just such an unknown. Mm-hmm. So I don't see like, I can see like how in our industry, especially like within now times with, you know, AI technology, like chat GPT and all these things coming out. Mm-hmm. I think that we see kind of small business owners gravitating towards those tools for social media marketing or, you know, content and stuff like that. But I think in terms of like replacing the actual service is going to be a hard thing to do. I would agree with that. I feel like when we, okay, I saw October 8th, this 60 minutes and they had the godfather of AI. He actually invented this back in the fifties. Oh, Oh, that's crazy. He is the person that invented AI and they had him on there. His name is Jeffrey Hinton with a G. And he had said, he, he invented it. He said, if we don't make sure that we put boundaries around this, it will take humanity down. It is possible. So you go back and you think about all of these movies where you've seen stuff and and I find it interesting that somebody is saying that because it well, could go in. Who invented it? Is yeah, saying it. is saying it, and it could come in and and destroy your credit. It could come in and you could lose your money. It, it, it's like things could happen to us. Right, lies can be put out on social media. So I feel like when he was bringing that up, it was it was something that we need to think about and not sure. just drift through our lives and and oh, really sure. think about it. And it's something that you have to, it's not, it's kind of, I'll say that, but it's not just thinking about it. It's mm-hmm. acting on it. Being because engaged, I can think right? about it all day. I mean, yeah. it's a very scary concept, but it's, escal- it's, it's escalating quickly, right? Yeah. Like where our iPhone is today, think about it. When it came out, it's not that long ago. No. And the way <laughs> that it's evolved and it's yeah. grown, that's just a phone. Yeah think of, you know, once we do start getting into these technologies, it goes back to at what cost are you wanting to be mm-hmm. convenient? Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. I'm personally, I'm terrified. <laughs> I watched iRobot. I was terrified of it. I am terrified of the robots AI. I will not use it because I'm terrified of it. Yeah. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I like to keep my mind sharp. I'll do I'll do the long division. Do you have a Roomba? <laughs> I don't. I want to See? get one, yeah. but I haven't gotten one yet. Yeah, Roomba is a little robot. It is. You know what? You just talked me out of getting one. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Something to think about. But you know, whether it's a phone or whatever, I mean, it's right. it's here and we're we just need to be aware of what's going on. For sure. So what we we touched on the ethical dilemmas. Is there anything that you guys well, I don't think we touched. We did a good job of addressing it. <laughs> what ethical other ethical dilemmas have you guys seen? Or that you've thought of we talked about people and jobs and what it could do there and you know the use of robots in it and just just the guardrails i'm not sure if yeah. there was anything else to add I would throwing it out the, there. aside from the the people aspect it's more of that cultural impact yeah it's a social impact it's like at what point do we depend so much that you're no longer like able to fend like have a normal you can't even write an essay anymore because no. So at what point do you no longer become a functioning adult because you are just right. so reliant on the AI technology? Yeah. yeah to... I think that's my biggest ethical. Like, right. You're just a, you're just a soul. You're just walking right. around the world. Like, yeah. like there's mm -hmm. not much there. Yeah. Come on. Ding dong. Yeah. Air <laughs> conditioning. <laughs> this is one of the things somebody had said to me when air conditioning was invented it made it so that people stayed inside. Mm -hmm. They didn't go out and they get to know their neighbors anymore. When we had phones like, you know, smartphones, it made us so nobody really learned phone numbers anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there's these things that, yes, we don't do that, but what is it that's being replaced with it? And right. I know with technology, it moves super fast. And so people don't take the time to stop and read and right. really absorb what's being said, being present. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we should be paying attention to all of these things because yes, it's a gift. And all good things that are gifts. Everything in moderation, including moderation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so. a good one too. <laughs> so what best mentoring advice do you guys have to share with our listeners? And just so you have a full idea, listeners, our favorite, aside from the United States, is the Ukraine. Not sure why. Well, I only have one person that works with me from the Ukraine and she's here in this country. <laughs> So it's it's interesting, but it is listened to globally. Mm -hmm. It's about 48% male, 52% female. Wow. It is not students that listen. It's actually people that are in business owners, thought leaders, educators, things like that. Oh, so good. now that you have a better idea, you know, everybody could potentially be a client for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what mentoring advice would you like to share? There are students that listen, but it's not as high as one thinks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start? Yeah, I think that's something that I, I feel like I've learned from being mentored and then also from going from, you know, being in school and then coming out of school. Like, I wish I would have put myself into more uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like you should be afraid to be uncomfortable when you're learning because yeah. it is uncomfortable. Like, yeah, I know for myself when I was in school, like I, like I talked to other, you know, students who were, you know, they had all these internships and mm -hmm. one of my best friends, she had many internships. Like I didn't do a single internship while I was in school. I worked, I actually had a real job and I mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. Cause I wanted to do event yeah. coordinating and I was a server. So it didn't necessarily correlate. It was hospitality. And I just wish that I would have taken the time to be more uncomfortable with like putting myself out there enough to go to more interviews for, you know, to be considered for 
internships because who knows where it would have gotten me. And now I'm not as upset about it because I've got obviously it's gotten me really far. So oh, yeah. it doesn't, you know, phase me as much now. But I do wish like if I was telling someone else, like just go for it. Like, what is the worst that's gonna happen? They're gonna say no, then go for another one. Yeah. No. Raise something interesting because I think that actually being a server is one of the hardest things that you can do. And it <laughs> it has it had to prepare you for, you know, disappointed customers and how do you handle that, you know, and then Absolutely. you know, time management. The food isn't coming out on the table fast enough. There's like so many things that it had to right have helped you communication like you know it's For sure. everything it does and I mean I credit so much of even like myself like in terms of like my service like my hospitality ways yeah. to being in food industry like I mean I work for Chick-fil-A obviously my pleasure I yeah. know <laughs> they have very high standards of hospitality and then yeah. you know you go to being a server and they're you know people expect a very high you know yeah. like expectation of a server so going from being that to you know going into wedding coordinating it's a lot about managing people yeah it is same thing so I mean I learned a lot of the principles that I needed but I wish I would have gone and gotten more like direct on the yeah. job experience like you know going into events and like being a wedding coordinator or what have you so again I mean it didn't leave me that astray because I'm in a really good place but yeah obviously it's definitely something I would push to other people like mm -hmm. you got this you do it <laughs> mm -hmm. well I'm sure they're going to be listening to that how about you Michelle what's your best mentoring advice I would say similar just if you really want to do something just start little yeah. it could be the smallest thing but it gets you out there I've come mm -hmm. across so many people different ways of life and even now that my mentality's changed since starting this business because it took me a while I did not just jump in Mm -hmm. I held that other full-time job for a long time, mm -hmm. but what it was doing was just, it was stopping my potential success yeah. with this business because there's only 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. So I would say, if you really want to do something, just start. Mm -hmm. I talked to so many people. They're like, oh, I've always wanted to be a baker. I always wanted to do this. And I'm like, but what, what do you, what do you do? Why, why aren't you doing it? Yeah. Oh, I can't. Well, I mean, well, what do you do when you get out of work? Nothing. I just watch TV. Okay. Like yeah. there's. There is a way. If you really want to do something, you will find no regrets. Find a way. You yeah. should have no regrets. Right. If you try and fail, then you learned. Right. You know, and failure is the best teacher, yeah. <laughs> truly. And I guess that's part of like, that would be good mentoring advice too. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Right. It's not failure. It's just a lesson. It's like, oop, yeah. I'm not doing that one again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've had but, a couple of those. That's what we, that's why we process map. <laughs> yeah. So how can people reach out to you guys? How can we find SMS? How do we find you guys? All of that good stuff. For sure. You can find us at our website, smseventdesign.com. You can find us on Facebook, but we are most active on Instagram. Okay. We are the ladies in pink. We are very memorable because we're weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. We like to do weird things, but on our social media, we like we really kind of like capture that like unique events. We love them. We yeah. love seeing something different, something weird, something quirky, something, you know, totally out of the box. We are It's about memorable. It. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's something if you will go look at our Instagram, you'll get lots of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Same was on the website. I remember going to the website and it was going, look at all that pink. It's a happy color. It's yeah. truly a happy color. And so, you know, I looked at it and went, wow, that is a lot of joy, you know, on that whole page. Mm -hmm. So I felt the energy there. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? How anything else to add to how people can get in touch? I yeah. think you had mentioned the hello. Yes. If you want to reach us directly, maybe ask us a couple of questions. We're happy to answer. You could reach us at hello at smseventdesign.com. That goes uh -huh. directly to our admin office and we're happy to 
chat. Awesome. And so we're going to say thanks to Bruce again one more time. Oh, thanks, Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Papa Bruce. He loves that stuff. <laughs> we know he does. Anyway, ladies, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. We want to thank our sponsor, Cat5 Studios, and thank you to our video production team, Gabe Laporte, Tommy Myers, Andrew Pagat, and Julissa Hurtado. We also want to acknowledge music is by Charles Lawrence Lyde, and please visit Employers for Change at www.e4c.tech to learn how you can create real diversity and inclusive culture while skilling your people for the future of work. Thank you for supporting The Intern Whisperer by subscribing to us on Podbean, our Employers for Change YouTube channel, and also by streaming on your favorite podcast channel.